Alright, welcome back to another edition of the Fat Stacks Sports Show. I am Fats, your host, and on today's show, we got two big topics that are near and dear to my heart. One, you might expect, and that is Jake Paul and boxing, and another, you might not expect, and that is the MLB and the Detroit Tigers. I'm not going to lie, I'm swept up in baseball fever. I don't know how it happened. Maybe somebody... Uh, hypnotized me. I really don't know, but I'm here for it. So if you're one of the one in 100 people on this planet or in Michigan that love the Detroit Tigers and love baseball, you're going to get a little bit of that on today's show. Uh, But if you're one of the people that are all for this Jake Paul story, or if you're one of the quote unquote MMA bad boys that uh, think it's all BS, then you're going to have something to listen to in a little bit as well. All that and more right after this quick break. Right off the rip, Jake Paul. Wow. I am so in on this guy. He just keeps shutting up the haters. It cracks me up how people, ever since he started boxing two years ago, people have been coming for him and basically waiting for this dude to get knocked out. And each and every time people think it's going to happen, he shuts him up with a knockout. I can't take my eyes off this guy. I'm streaming fights. I'm keeping up with the trash talk, I'm listening to the pre-fight interviews, I'm watching the weigh-ins, I'm so in on him. And it just cracks me up how he just keeps shutting the haters up. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest fan of Jake Paul. Never was. But I've become a fan of him through this boxing thing. Because of how much people hate him and how much people lose, he just doesn't care. He said, you know what, I'm gonna become a boxer now. I'm gonna get paid millions to become a boxer, and there's nothing people can do to stop me. And you know what, I'm gonna knock out people. My favorite one. I'll just roll through the timeline of events real quick. Very first fight of his career against some other YouTube guy. I don't even know who he is. I didn't even care to look up his name because you don't know who he is and we don't really care. People, you're not any good, dude. This is a joke. What an absolute sham. You're a YouTuber. You do stupid YouTube vlogs. You're not a boxer. Knocks the guy out. Beats him. Then the next time, oh, oh, you can't beat a real athlete. He's he's scheduled to fight Nate Robinson. You can't beat a real athlete. You have no chance. The other guy was a schlub. This guy's a professional athlete. You have zero chance. Literally beats the hell out of him. Embarrassed him. Embarrassed him. Nate Robinson can't even go on Twitter anymore without getting laughed off of the internet. Then the next one, the most recent one comes up. You you can't beat a real fighter. Ben Askren, any guy in the UFC would kick this guy's ass. Ben Askren's so tough, dude. He's the toughest guy in the, in the, in the UFC. He takes so many punches. He takes punches for a living. He's an Olympic wrestler. This, that. The guy comes out with a beer gut. And Jake Paul just embarrasses him. One punch, knockout. MMA people were so sure Askren was going to just knock this guy out. Dude, you have never stepped into an octagon. You've never done this. You've never done that. You have no chance against this guy. He's face guys 10 times tougher than Jake Paul. Then you line up him and Jake Paul. It looks like Jake Paul can rip his head off is literally what it looked like. Ben Askren has a beer gut, weighs 190 pounds. Jake Paul's 190 pounds, just straight muscle. Whether you hate Jake Paul or not, you can't argue that the two standing next to each other was just flat out hilarious. It's funny to me how the people who don't want to give Jake Paul credit are the same ones just saying stuff like, oh, 
before the fight against Askren, this is what I'll say. Before the fight against Askren, it w- it did not matter that the guy was a grappler or a wrestler, all because people were saying that it, as soon as he fought anyone in the UFC, he was going to get his butt whooped. Anyone. And you pick out basically who a lot of guys are saying is the toughest guy in all the UFC. I'm seeing videos of him taking a million punches in a fight and not even getting knocked out. You put him in a ring with Jake Paul, and Jake Paul just embarrasses him. People did not think that was going to happen. And now that it happened, people are saying, oh, well, he wasn't even a boxer. You know, he's not a kickboxer. His skills are this or that. Who cares? He's in the UFC. He had a career in the UFC. He's practiced boxing for the last 10 years. Jake Paul's done it for two years. Just embarrassed him. Better technique, in better shape, more power. Just laughed him out of the ring. But the MMA people will still laugh and say, no, that doesn't count because the guy's not a boxer. That's not his forte. The guy took the fight, man. You guys, when the fight was first announced, you guys were saying that Askren was going to kick his ass. And now where are you? MMA community, hate to say it, took a huge, huge hit last night. The toughest guy, quote-unquote toughest guy in the UFC, gets embarrassed by a YouTuber. Embarrassed by a YouTuber. They took four steps forward. I'm not going to lie. The UFC and MMA took four steps forward with the Oklahoma football player bathroom video. The guy wearing cowboy boots just putting him in a choke, knocking him out. You took four steps forward with that video. You take ten steps back when the toughest guy maybe ever in the UFC gets embarrassed by Jake Paul, a guy who's out wearing Martian hats uh, and making the dumbest of dumb videos where the majority of his fan base is ten years old. He embarrassed your sport embarrassed your sport i don't care if the guy wasn't a boxer i don't care if he's you know this or that or if he's out of shape i don't care because we're arguing all the way up until the fight started that jake paul had no chance because this guy was born and bred wrestling and ufc fighter what a joke what a joke it's just you take your looks you know, wheel out the next guy. Now you got to even go up another level to some superstar in the UFC, and maybe he'll still get knocked out by Jake Paul. And then you're looking like the biggest. Maybe we gave UFC guys too much credit for how tough it is to go into a UFC ring. Because I know this: Jake Paul, in two years, is already a better boxer than Ben Askren, who did it for years. <laughs> the toughest guy in the UFC getting knocked out by a YouTuber. I can't get over that. But I'm loving the trajectory of Jake Paul's career. He, each fighter he has taken on has been a little bit more, a little bit better, a little bit more of a fight, a little bit more of a challenge, and each time he's answered the bell. And from what I've heard, this guy, he is training. Clearly, I mean, he's got so much money, he's probably got the best trainers around. He has the build. He's built like a brick shit house. Uh, and from people who know him boxing better than me, uh, he has pretty much flawless technique from what I heard. Not, not flawless, but he has great technique. And to all the people who are saying, like, dude, it's not even, how do you even watch that? It's not professional boxing. It's a joke. Shut up. At the end of the day, I just want to be entertained. I just, that's what sports are. I just want to be entertained. What would I rather watch? Two big, big name guys like Jake Paul and, you know, Ben Askren or Jake Paul and some other YouTuber, Tommy Fury or Dylan Dennis or, Ryan, this Ryan, 100-pound Ryan Garcia boxer who's undefeated and is fighting all these other little buggers. No, I don't care about that. These guys put on a show. They trash talk the heck out of these fights. They promote the heck out of these fights. That's what I'm going to watch. 
I don't care if it's not the creme de la crop of boxing. It's entertaining, and I, I would argue that the rough and rowdy and stuff that Barstool does is more is ten times more entertaining than Floyd Mayweather basically turning boxing into a dance routine. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, and I hate to say it, uh, but Jake Paul, in my eyes, and I think a lot of people's eyes, but they're just not willing to admit it, is the biggest draw in professional fighting right now. Who, the the number one get name that guys are always going to throw out is Conor McGregor. Why do I care about Conor McGregor? He is fighting guys that aren't even, that I didn't even know who they were until he's fighting Cerrone, uh, who even was the last guy? I don't Dustin Poirier. Ever since he lost to Khabib and basically got put into a little box, shoved into a locker, and we realized that there is a guy just flat out toying with the baddest man on the planet, Conor McGregor, he lost a little bit of luster. My, it's kind of hard to be this bad boy, this or that, when you're getting knocked out left and right, and you're scared to fight Khabib. And Khabib is just toying with you out in the ring. Or out, not in the ring, in the ring. Sorry. That's the way I'm always going to view it. That's the way I view it, Jake Paul. Biggest draw in boxing right now. Get mad. Get mad at me. Get mad at whoever you want to get at. MMA took a huge step back with this fight. Now we'll see what's next. Who's next for Jake Paul? Seems like it's either going to be Dylan Danis, who that's my number one pick for who I want to see. Conor McGregor's sparring partner. Uh, He's with uh, Jake Paul's ex-girlfriend now. They've been trash talking for years now. I really want to see that fight. Or the other potential fight is Tommy Fury, who I didn't even know who he was. Apparently, he's the half-brother of heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury, 5-0 professional record. Uh, He's some sort of reality show star on Love Island or something. Either of those two guys I wouldn't hate. But I'm just loving everything about Jake Paul, and I can't wait for the next fight. And you're lying to yourself, because we all know that guy who claims he hate Jake Paul, this or that. But yet, they're still there waiting, bated breath to hear how he does on these fights, or they're still watching it and they don't want anyone to know. We all know those guys. Second thing I want to talk about today. Whew! The Detroit Tigers. I can't believe I'm getting into them, but it's all because of this one guy. He's a spark. He's, he's Imagine you're sitting in a, in a dark cave. You know That's what the MLB has been for me for the last 10 years. It's a dark cave. I'm sitting in the corner. I, nothing at all is grabbing my attention. I'm cold. I'm rainy it's wet and then all of a sudden there's a little spark in the corner that starts a fire that is who Akil Badu is and the thing I almost hate the most about this story is as soon as you say how awesome this guy is you got some old timer saying oh he strikes out too much or he's gonna be a flash in the pan maybe he is but at least he's getting some eyes on this sport and some eyes on this team he's got some young blood he's fast he can bomb it uh, yes, he strikes out, uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that he's 0-11 in his last 11 at-bats with 8 strikeouts. Most of that was against the Oakland A's. His batting average went from 328 to 263 in just three games because of that. But can I just root for this guy? I don't need him to be a superstar. Well, I just need him to be a roster player. I don't care if he bats 8 in the lineup, hits a home run here or there. When the guy makes a highlight play, it goes viral. Keep him on the roster. Start rooting for him. If he has a bad year, so what? Let him work out the Kings for an entire season. Don't cut him at the first sign of trouble. Let him ride it out. He's a big name. That's what the Tigers need. This team is all about fun right now. You're not going for the World Series title this year. You're just trying to have some fun, develop some guys. Badu's going to put some butts in the seats. He's a guy that people can root for. Everyone's behind the story. Keep him on the roster. Let's see what the guy can do. All I want to is be able to purchase this guy's jersey at the end of the year. I want to know, hey, he's going to be an MLB player. I could root for him. I'm going to be able to turn on the Tigers any day and watch him play, at least hit three or four at-bats and field in the outfield and run around and steal bases. Is that too much to ask for? 
Just become, stay a pro, give the guy time to grow. I know he's going to strike out. I know he's not looking good right now. But give him an entire year. Let's see if he can work his way out of a slump. And if he can't, if he ends up being a you know big problem where he's bad 200 or whatever, I understand Tiger's got to cut him loose. But let's give him at least half the year. That's not too much. Half the year to see what this guy is all about. As for the rest of the Tigers, Casey Mize, uh, we're all about youth and how it's going to turn this team around. I like AJ Hinch. I think he's a good manager, regardless of whether you think he's like a dirty manager or this or that, whatever. He's a great manager. I think it was a great hire. I'm loving everything he's doing with this team. Casey Mize, up and down in his first couple starts this year. First start, seven innings, just complete lights out. And then a few days ago against the Oakland A's, he's just getting bombed. Three home runs in two innings. <sighs> I'm on the fence about him. Uh I, I just it's just hard for me because I remember guys like Steven Strasburg who as soon as they came in the league they were just lights out and they haven't looked back. He's going a little bit with a slower, different route, you know, where it's going to take a lot of time for him to grow. But I bet you give him three years, you know, when he's fully developed and he can add a few miles per hour per, to his pitches, I think he's going to be an ace. I like him. I like the name. I like the guy. He seems like a good good kid. Somebody you can really root for. Uh, but I'm st- I would be lying if I said I'm 100% on board thinking he's going to be a superstar. Is he going to be a rotation guy? Yes. But is he going to be the next Justin Verlander? I haven't seen it yet, but I still think that he has potential that can get him there. One last thought on the Tigers. Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson, number one draft this past year. Bring this guy up. Let him play now. I don't care if you are worried about his confidence. This or At the end of the day, if this guy co- goes in the league and has a slump right off the start... And it just totally ruins his career. He wasn't going to be a guy anyway. He wasn't. If his confidence just is going to, is that rattleable, where as soon as he comes in, has a couple bad at bats, and he's just done, his career's over, then it, he wasn't going to be a star anyway. That's the way I look at it. Bring him up, let him get some at bats, let him work through some things, figure out what's going to work at the next level, have some fun. Let's give us somebody to root for. Bring him up. I can't wait to watch him. The MLB. Just getting into the sport, one thing I'm realizing is the things that are drawing my attention are plays like Mookie Betts, uh, the the walk-off catch. Okay, not just because of the catch, but because of the celebration afterward, him pounding his chest, him loving it, bat flips, this, that. I know everyone's going to say, like, oh, the unwritten rules, or, you know, everyone's kind of been saying, like, how much we need bat flips and stuff like that. I'm not just going to sit here and harp on that, but one hire I love by the MLB is this. They hired... um. They reached into professional wrestling, actually, hiring Brian Stedman as executive vice president of strategy and development. This guy comes from the WWE, where basically his whole job was to create storylines. That is what he's going to do. He's going to help build storylines. He's going to give stars in the MLB the opportunity to shine. He's going to share them on social. He's going to make sure they have every opportunity to become household names, which is what the MLB needs right now. Great hire. I love that they're even thinking that way. They realize that this is a problem, that guys like Mike Trout, we need somebody to kind of be there behind the scenes to push his storylines, to push these guys like Tadish Jr., to push uh, this new guy I just found out who's actually been in the league for a while since 2014, Marcus Stroman, uh, number zero pitcher for the New York Mets, 5'7", swaggy, flashy, can just bring the heat. I love him. We need more guys like this. And I need to find out about these guys. That's the thing is, how do I just now finding about the Stroman character after he's been in the league for seven years? These guys should be all over Twitter every single day. And that's what I think Brian Stedman, as Executive Vice President of Strategy and Development, is going to bring the MLB. I love it. I'm getting behind the MLB. I'm giving it 100% my full attention for an entire season. And I hate to say it. I love to say it, actually. Excuse me. I'm getting into it. I'm an MLB guy now. All right. 
Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate everyone who is listening. Just like I said, quick little 15-minute podcast, two topics I really want to get my thoughts out on, uh, the Detroit Tigers, MLB in general, and then, of course, the great Jake Paul. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again next week for another Lunchtime Podcast, the Fast Export Show. Fats signing off for now. Have a great week. Caught the BMW, new deposit, I picked up another bag Like, fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying, crowds screaming money, counting chains Clanging shit, I guess that's how it sound when you win it. I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have a child of I picked up another bag Like fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it I had planes flying, crowds screaming money Counting chains, clanging shit I guess that's how it sound when you win it I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding I've been making like 2,000 a minute So high up through the clouds, I was swimming I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it And we might have a child when I'm Another bag, like fuck it, I'ma count while I'm in it. I had planes flying, crowds screaming money, counting chains, clanging shit. I guess that's how it sound when you win it. I ain't joking, do it sound like I'm kidding. I've been making like 2,000 a minute. So high up through the clouds, I was swimming. I'm probably gonna drown when I'm in it. I bet she gonna get loud when I'm in it. And we might have a child when I'm finished. When I'm finished, when I'm finished.